0: Episode 93 of the Joomla Beat Podcast, and this week we speak with Soren Beck-Jensen, the creator of Component Creator.
1: Latest Joomla news, design tips, marketing ideas, and interviews with experts in the industry. Beginner or professional, this podcast is for Joomla Joomla enthusiasts. Welcome to the Joomla Beat Podcast with your host... Peter,
0: Buey. Peter, Peter Buey. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Joomla Beat Podcast, the podcast all about designing, developing, managing and marketing your Joomla website. I'm your host, Peter Buey and joining me is the magnificent and wonderful Martina Kotzian. How are you, Martina? <laughs> oh
1: wow, what an intro. Yes,
0: there we go. I managed <laughs> to actually change it up for once.
1: That's much better than lovely.
0: Thank so, yes. you. Yes, you're, you're much more than lovely, like I said. Actually, <laughs> I do like
1: magnificent, though.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. Thank I actually you. got some tips from listeners. Oh, wow. Did you know that? Mm. Got some comments and uh, oh, it might have been an email message. I can't remember now.
1: Oh, Either may- way. Maybe they should help with your uh, birthday cards and <laughs> anniversary cards. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they should.
0: <laughs> anyway, we have a pretty interesting interview coming right up and, and we're just going to get straight into it with Soren, the creator of component creator as well as a whole bunch of other tools so this is going to be pretty pretty cool so let's get straight into this one stay tuned as peter brings his special guest to the table
1: the joola beat podcast
0: hey soren thank you so much for joining me on the podcast for this episode Now, I know that you do a lot of things in the Joomla community and you've played around with a lot of toys or created a lot of toys, I should say, for the Joomla community as well. So, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: It's good having you. But um, before we get into uh, some of these tools that you've created for the community, um, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from and what you're actually doing now in the Joomla community and what you're using Joomla for in general?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, I am originally from Denmark, uh, but I have uh, been living in Spain for the past 10 years where I run and have my business. I started it as a one-man business and and have grown it to have seven employees now. We are pretty much exclusively focused on Joomla um, and developing uh, solutions in and around Joomla. And um, me, myself, I'm part of the Joomla Resources Directory team and the marketing team. And I'm going to be involved, uh, hopefully, in, in helping building a nice interface for Joomla 4. Um, as well, I've been a, a mentor for the Joomla for Google Summer of Code. And I speak at various Joomla events.
0: Um, okay, so pr- pretty involved and pretty busy. <laughs>
2: yeah, very involved <laughs> and very busy. Um, well, I'm getting more and more involved. Really, it's it's hard not to. I, I find um, I uh, you know the the community for me is is unique. I have, I haven't experienced anything like it where it really feels like you are contributing to something bigger than yourself. And everybody's so enthusiastic about it. It's tough not to get caught up. Um, if I have to be honest, I kind of started attending Joomla events to try and go and peddle my own my own wares, uh, selling my own services and stuff like that. Um, but I have uh, just <laughs> fallen in love with the community and, and and volunteering more and more of my time.
0: That's, that's really interesting. Um, I, I just want to sidetrack a, a little bit here. How do you find the time to volunteer in the community and do everything that you do, working on the marketing team, working on the resource directory, and also run a company at the same time with seven employees? How, how do you find the time for this?
2: Well, I think I've been uh, lucky enough to have uh, a, a, a pretty successful business. So, uh, I actually take time out at work to do Joomla uh, volunteer. Um, so, you know, financially, it, it it obviously hurts me a little bit to do it, but um, I also f- find that it's rewarding both both personally, but also for the business. You know, it's it's uh, important uh, that we, uh, as a business, and I also try to encourage my employees to to help out with the community. We make a living out of Joomla, and I think it's only fair that we give back. So it's, it's I just make it a priority. So.
0: Yeah, I agree. It, especially if your primary business is around you, it's always good to have a, a couple of hours at least dedicated back to the project that's actually making you money as well. So it's uh, good, good, a good approach to it. Now, um, before yeah. we get into some more of these toys, which I keep mentioning, um, I'd <laughs> like to find out a little bit more about how you actually built up your business. Like, you're from Denmark. But yeah. how did you end up in Spain and how did you build up your team to, like, you know, a, a good professional group of people around you?
2: Yeah, well, it's been quite a journey. I, I started in Denmark. I was actually the first employee in Denmark's first internet company. So, wow. I've, been, I've been building websites since 1994 and, and well, I was involved in building the first website for Lego uh, amongst other big Danish companies. That's pretty cool. Um, and uh, and so i had a, a career within that uh, you know spanning some years but i i kind of got fed up of it all and i decided to travel the world and i sold everything i owned and put it in a backpack and and traveled around the world for a bit and um, ended up back in europe after a year or so um moving in uh, with uh well my now ex-wife but we moved been to England together. She was from America and then we moved to Spain here together. We've since then split up, but uh, when I when I came here, it was only natural for me to try and set up um, some internet business again, this time on my own. So uh, before, I was always an employee. And, and so I just started on my own, started building websites for, for small little clients in the area, mainly English-speaking clients, because the English level here is... is it's not very good, and so the the kind of foreigners living in the in the in Spain uh, liked to to get speak with somebody who could speak English to get their 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 website built. So I did that, and it was pretty successful. I built all the websites around Joomla, and, and I slowly grew the business, and and yeah, we 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 launched a, a website that. Uh, it's not really dealing around Joomla. It's built in Joomla. It's called automatic backlinks, and financially, it's been it's been a it's been helping us grow the business to to do other Joomla things. Um, and my problem has been actually have, have been to find uh, qualified uh, employees who also speak English, because mm-hmm. um, we also have a, a, a part of the company called Not Web Design, which is our client facing website. Uh, service where we build websites for clients and, and within there with all our clients speak English, but also with that we'll get to both component creator and, and nano translate, you know, it's international, so people from all over the world are using those services and so we need to be able to communicate with them in English.
0: So this, this is an interesting approach to growing your company. You actually went for a product development, uh, sounds like early on with your product called Automatic Backlinks there. So
2: well, actually, what the, the way it started is we were building websites for clients and, and then, naturally, um, they, they wanted to start ranking well in search engines and so we actually, what we did, we built, or I built, I think it was only me at the time, I built uh, an extension for Joomla called Links, L-I-N-X, that's an old extension has long, long been removed, I think just for Joomla 1.0 actually. Uh, but it was pretty pop- popular and it was basically a way to exchange links with other websites and, um, and and I saw it was pretty popular but also there was very time consuming to manage these link exchanges. And so when there was a gap, there was no clients, I, I built this automatic backlinks which uh, automatically exchanged links with all our members' websites. Um, and uh, it, it grew very fast and, and riding on the backbone of all the users from links. Um, it, it, yeah, it became a pretty big success, and to this day, it still is a big success, and is really funding all the human stuff we're doing.
0: <laughs> I do remember that kind of SEO technique. So, would would someone come to a website with the component, submit their website, and it will give them a, a referral link, or not a referral link, or, but a link back code that they have to add to their site, and then it will check if it's linking. Do, do yeah, that, like that. that
2: was what that was what links did. Yeah, I also remember fact, that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. And it was
2: very popular. There was lots, lots, and lots of users were using. It.
0: Yeah, because uh, the more links you had between different websites, the more popular Google saw you. Yeah, so. and
2: it's it, it still, it still, is a fact. Now it has changed. Uh, now automatic backlinks. You, it works for any PHP-based solutions, but we have modules for Joomla and Drupal and WordPress. Um, and you, you, so in Joomla, you'd install a module, and that module will display links from other members' website or to other members' websites. And in exchange for that, you earn points in the system, and your link is then displayed on other people's websites. So it's a huge network of of automatic link exchanging going on. So all of every, everybody more ranks higher in the, in the search result.
0: Interesting, interesting technique, and I'm glad that um, helped build up your company. And obviously, that's that's where um, you leverage some. Uh, I guess it's I guess- given us some financial freedom. I, I would say. Yeah, I definitely. And speaking of these different components and different things that you built, uh, I, w- I really want to get into component creator, this this thing, this mysterious thing that some people use to build components for Joomla. Can you tell sure. the listeners about this?
2: Well, uh, it kind of started the same way. We were building a lot of Joomla websites and, and every time uh, we would have to do the same thing, especially when the 1.5 framework came out, there was a lot of doing the same thing again and again every time I had to build a new component and I really I got tired of doing that so I built, uh, I just wrote some software in PHP that could do that for me, that could create all the files that was needed in the component and then I kind of, and then I used it for, for maybe six months, just uh, the, us in the office were using it. But then I realized there was actually something that could be beneficial to other people. So I put it, I uploaded it to a website and let other people use it and created a web interface. And for about a year or so it was running like that. And then it got really popular um, and a lot of people were using it. So I thought, hey, why not really invest some time in this and make it really awesome and and then add a, a paid part onto it. And that's what we did. And. It's been running like that for the past two years, and it has about uh, almost 50,000 um, uh, Joomla developers using it to create components. And and yeah, it works basically like uh, you go in and you, you kind of define your database uh, that you want, so you, you kind of define uh, your tables and your fields and, and your interfaces. So if a field in a database should be a text field or a text area field or a number field or language selector or whatever it might be, um, and then it builds all the code for you. When you click build it, you get a ready-to-download zip file that you can install as a working component into your Joomla website, and it takes about 90% out of the development work if you're a component developer.
0: Wow. It, you make it sound so easy.
2: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. Just uh, go read some of our testimonials or ask any of our users. It's uh, it's very, very popular. And for us, it's we love working on it because... Uh, all of our users are super enthusiastic and super happy because it saves them so much time so we we all really love working on it because we get so much adulation so much uh, happy feedback
0: well with 50,000 users and I'm assuming that's climbing that's it's a pretty popular service to actually use to start building something
2: yeah it, it is very popular and, and, uh, and we're very very happy about it
0: you, you Danish guys are pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you're, you're referring to the big, the big Danish Viking, or what? <laughs> Just the Danes in general, right? Okay. <laughs> now, can you can you give us some scenarios where this has been used? Uh, like, um, uh, who would use Component Creator, and what would they be using it for?
2: Yeah, there's, we tend to find that there's kind of three kinds of users. Uh, the first one might not be so obvious, but uh, we have had lots of feedback from people who have really helped them. And those are people trying to learn Joomla development. Uh, It's really good for people who Mm. kind of is stuck. They're trying to learn it, doing it themselves, and they get stuck because there's a little, we all know it as developers, a little comma wrong somewhere and it just doesn't work the way it's supposed to. So if you go in and, and recreate that with Component Creator you can look in the code and see how it should be coded because we, we develop code the way Joomla says you should code so it's, it's 100% accurate. So there's the, the student I would call them the, and, and they would typically just use the free version and, and the vast majority of our users are just using the free version. Then there is I would call it the hobbyist. So that's somebody building one website um, because maybe they have a sports club or something like that and they need a league table or they need, need something to arrange matches or something like that and they will, they will go in and they would use Component Creator to build a component and install it and they're up and running and that's the website that they built and they don't really have any development knowledge and they don't really need it either. Um, and the last type of user is more like the agency um, that's people like ourselves developing lots of Joomla websites for customers who, where every customer has a unique thing. It could be a real estate agent or somebody, I don't know, renting cars or, or you know, lots of different types of uh, websites that people build. And they need, they have a unique requirement to that website, and you can very quickly go in and, and create a, a component using Component Creator and use that uh, as, as a basis for, the, for further development. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are the type, three types of, of users that I think we see.
0: Have you seen anything really interesting come out from the users that have built components? I'm assuming you can see what what uh, these customers have done with the system and what they've produced. Is is that right? Can can you see that kind of information? No, we can't.
2: Not really. Without people's, without our customers' permission, we can't go in and, and look at their. I mean, we could, but we don't do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Without their, um, without their uh, approval, uh, and really, we don't know. Because what they build is a com something a, a component, right? So we don't know where that is installed or used in the end. So we don't really have a lot of. Uh, I know that uh, several uh, very active developers on the JED. I'm not going to out any anybody here, but I know that several developers who have several components on the Joomla Extension Directory are using Component Creator as the basis for every component they build. Wow, um, and, um, and 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 uh, I. But really, no, we don't. Uh, we don't know, but I'm sure lots of big websites uh, have been built on it.
0: It'd be really cool if some people came back and actually showed you what they actually use Component Creative for.
2: Yeah, we have. Um, we have an upcoming uh, kind of anniversary. Uh, not an anniversary, but we're very close to having built a hundred thousand components using Component Creative. Oh, that's we- huge. And, and at the same time we don't really know what will come first we'll have 50,000 users but one of them and, and we're kind of thinking about a, a, a campaign or having a big party and then looking back and asking people to tell us what they have built so we can kind of have like
0: a, not a year in review but a, a life in review at, at, at
2: this
0: time <laughs> That's pretty um, cool uh, make, make sure you let me know when you start ramping that up I'll get the message out on the podcast as well and, and I'm sure some of the listeners that have used it uh, or some of the listeners that are listening now and are going to use it, I hope they do, um, come back and show you what they've done. That'd be cool. Yeah,
2: great. Cool. I will. Thanks.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now, besides component creator, uh, you also mentioned that you have another one called, what was it called Nino Translate? Is that right? Well, see, that's,
2: uh, we, we can, uh, I think we pretty much settled that it's nano Translate. Nano <laughs> in English, yeah, because it's actually a Swahili word, just like Jumla kind of is based ah, on Ah, I see. Um, and it means word in Swahili. Um, and um, Well, maybe for the listener who doesn't know, the, the word Jumla is taken from the Swahili word Jumla. It's spelled slightly kind of different, and it means all together or as a whole. And that's how Jumla got its name, so we, we kind of drew inspiration for that, for, for, for Nenna. But yeah, it's it's something we've uh, only launched recently. In fact, uh, we're not. We're planning on launching the first stable version, one point zero zero, this week. Um, But uh, we have been running a a public beta now for a couple of months, and um, and it's a translation solution for Joomla. So basically, it's what we uh, hope. uh, Well, we're pretty sure it is. Uh, the most comprehensive translation solution for Joomla. So it's a component that you install if you'd like to translate your website into multiple languages. Um, And it allows translation of both um, uh, database content and language files. So if you have any third-party components that you install that are not translated into your language, you can translate those as well. Um, and and it allows for you to with a single click order external translation so you can order professional translation uh, with a single click or you can order machine translate your whole website with a single click um, for instance uh, and you can set it up so that part of your website like uh, for instance uh, you could you could set it up so your forum is translated machine so as soon as somebody posts something, In your English forum, it's automatically translated by a machine to German and published automatically on your website. But you can also set it up so whenever you post a blog post, it's automatically sent to translation to professional translators who will then translate it to German. And it's automatically then comes back a couple of hours later and is published in German on your website as well.
0: Right. That's taking translation to a whole new level.
2: That's, we kind of felt that was missing uh, from Joomla yeah. and, and, and we, we kind of agreed we wanted to do a Joomla project that should, um, you know, that should be financially viable but should also help Joomla kind of profile itself because uh, you know, we have a, a deep interest in Joomla being successful and so we wanted to do something that could help Joomla kind of stand out and already Joomla is standing out because the built-in multilingual features of Joomla are pretty good uh, the translation ones are not, but the multilingual one, the ones are, and so we, we, we kind of wanted to to help profile that.
0: Very interesting. I I went ahead and and tried uh, turning one of my extension websites into a multilingual site supporting Spanish and uh, traditional Chinese. Uh, it's it's a bit of a process to do. Um, setting up the different versions of each piece of content. So is there some sort of workflow with this to help in that process to translate content?
2: Yeah, well, uh, we've spent a lot of time on exactly that. Um, first of all, what we do when you install Nano is that we we set it all up for you. So if, it, if you've misconfigured it or forgotten to make a menu item uh, you know, um, making an alias with a menu item or I've set an article to be all languages or something like that, we fix all that for you. So we set it up correctly and we ask you which languages you want to work with and right there from the interface you can download and install the languages uh, from, from the Joomla site and it, we, so we get all of that up and running for you. But then we also, the way we work is kind of how Joomfish worked in the old days, is that we create all the translated content in, in a separate database. And so you just have to focus on building your website the way you normally would. And then we gather uh, everything that needs to be translated in a simple interface. So it's simply just a list of strings that come up that you have to then translate. And you can search and say, oh, right now I only want to translate stuff from Kunena forum or something like that. Right? And, and so uh, it will only show you strings from that. But, but generally speaking, it will very quickly give you an overview of what needs to be translated maybe what has changed the source language has changed and need to be retranslated um, and so you just have uh, all your strings that you need to translate and a very very user interf- uh, user-friendly user interface with keyboard shortcuts that makes it easy on the translator. I think the, the other solutions that have existed in Joomla um, have been very focused on the administrator. So you're an administrator so you know what a module is and you can go find the module and, and, and kind of get that translated. We are very translator-friendly in, in, in when it comes to translation and and so we, we make process very easy for a translator to sit and do, but also for you to order these external translation. either translate your whole website in, in, in one click to another language or, or send parts or all of your content to be professionally translated as well.
0: Okay. Just, just to make this clear, you said we set up the Neno uh, Translate for you. Does that mean you, as in your company... Uh, goes no, into no a- the, the
2: component, when you install the component, it does it for you. Um,
0: Very cool. So it's not us.
2: Yeah, so it, it, it checks that everything is set up correctly if you already have some multilingual content. And it actually... Uh, because the way Joomla handles multilingual content uh, is that... Uh, well, first of all, it can only do the core, right? So, so it stores it in the core content uh, database. Um, under, with a language tag, so Spanish will be stored in there with the tag langu- uh, with the tag uh, Spanish. Um, what we do when you install Nano is if you ha- already have content, multilingual content like that, we will pull it out and put it into our table instead and delete it from the content table so that all language varied content is in separate uh, database tables. Um, this makes uh, the makes actually unique for our solution is that it's uh, for, for performance we're performing just as good as as the original solution and it also means that third-party developers do not have to do anything when they develop a component regarding multilingual. All they have to do is develop their component with with one language in mind, and Nano then then Translate can automatically turn any third-party component into multilingual. Um,
0: very useful, very powerful the, and and very yeah. useful the way that you thought about it as well. I guess uh, myself coming from an English-speaking country, I wouldn't really think about this and I think when Brian Teeman came over to Joomla Day Australia to do a multilingual workshop, I don't think anyone signed up for it here in Australia because we, we just don't think about that, but um, being no, over in Europe, no. you would.
2: We do, yeah, we do a lot. Um, yeah. We- and that's, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, we, because we have historically been building lots of uh, multilingual websites. So, we have experience in that area.
0: Very cool indeed. I, I'm very eager actually to get my hands on this and use it on our extension website because we have been concentrating on uh, marketing and doing SEO in different languages. Who would have thought? That's the next. Become. I mean, I think it's only
2: about 30% of online users who can speak English.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So
2: yeah, It's a huge market you're potentially missing out. Exactly. Um, and so, but yeah, uh, uh, let me know if you need any help. I'll be happy to help you uh, get set up. We, we, as, as I said, we're just launching the first stable version this week. And, and I guess we can say in this podcast, podcast that if you're within a week and you reach out to us, we'll be happy to help you all the way to get you up and running. The first, the first 10 people uh, who really want to use this and are ready to commit some time to getting it up and running, we will help all the way free of challenge.
0: That's that's very generous of you. It's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure a couple of the listeners or a, at least a big portion of the listeners will take you up on that offer. So be careful. <laughs>
2: I did say the first 10 (laughs) yeah
0: you did you did you put a limit there so I'll I'll put that up in the show notes as well so people don't miss it um, in case they're scanning across the notes (laughs) but I I am definitely going to try this out on our extension website and uh, see how it works and and see how this automatic translations work as well. So you said machine translate and also sending it off to someone to actually professionally translate. How does that part of the system work? Have you signed up a whole bunch of translators around the world or something?
2: Uh, no, we, we actually work with translation agencies who already have uh, a whole bunch of uh, uh-huh. translators. So one of the ones we work with is called STL. They're the third biggest translation company in the world and they have... Just full-time staff. They have more than a thousand translators, but they work with like twenty thousand freelance translators as well. Um, all and, and they have to be native speakers and stuff like that. So the quality is is good. Um,
0: Interesting. And and what's what's the pricing for this kind of stuff?
2: Yeah. So if you're using the interface to to translate with Nano then uh, you can use your own API key and you can translate one article at a time or a title at a time by clicking copy and translate. Um, and so that will use your API key and that's free then, uh, at least if you use the Yandex API key, which is free. Um, and, but if you want to translate your whole website, then you have to um, uh, use our API and then you have to buy translation credit um, in the system. And one 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 translation credit is one cent to buy, um, and basically um, one euro cent. Uh, and so basically, what you can do is uh, you can use or well, for for half a cent for so for two for two words cost one cent for machine translation, and professional translation costs ten cents per word. Um, so. Uh, that should give you an idea so a typical website with some content pages and a couple of blog posts and stuff like that might cost you uh, machine translate uh yeah, f- five euros to translate uh, and translate maybe 200 euros to translate or 150 euros something like that
0: okay yeah good, good price guide um in in regards to the machine translating i i know uh when you like use google translate for example um, the The grammar behind the language isn't always the best how How does this compare to that or is it very very similar
2: it's it's pretty much the same You can choose to use the Google API key or yandex API key and it 's pretty much the same we don't recommend it for production use mm-hmm. um, but the way we've set it up is so that you can apply more than one translation method and so it means that um, you, You could have, uh, for instance, you could set it up so that instantly when you submit a new blog post in English, it is instantly translated to German, Spanish, and Chinese uh, using machine translation. And then it is also sent off to professional translators. And when they're done translating it, it will override the machine translated version. That way you're not showing English content to your Chinese users, for instance. You'll show broken up machine translated Chinese instead um but also for seo purposes um it can great create rapidly some content that can be indexed by search engines um and 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 it can help it might you know it's not correct uh, 100% correct um because it's machine translated but it, it could help attract visitors from that language to your website
0: well i i think that's a good method because you may not know that people speaking that language are a potential new customer base. Mm
1: -hmm. But being
0: able to quickly machine translate a whole section of your website and market it for that particular uh, language is a good step forward. And if you're noticing that traffic is coming in that way, but you're getting complaints because they can't understand your website, um, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, uh, investing some extra time and effort into translating it properly uh, Mm could really pay off. Yeah, that's a good point, Very cool. All right. Um, I will be using this. Uh, All of my Chinese translations haven't been complete yet, so I might give it a go. All right. Cool. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So these these awesome tools and toys that you've created for the community, how can people get to them?
2: Well, Component Creator is component-creator.com. Yep. And Nano Translate is nano-translate.com. (laughs)
0: that's pretty straightforward
2: you can also go to our main website which is jensen.technology and on there you can link to all our projects also automatic backlinks and not web design which is our client facing uh, website
0: you definitely keep yourself busy that's for sure
2: (laughs) yeah we are pretty busy but that's the way we like it
0: yep (laughs) Now, would you happen to have any special deals for the podcast listeners?
2: We we do, yeah. We have set up a twenty five percent discount for the next two months for um, both Nano Translate and for Component Creator. Um, all you have to do is to go if you want to sign up for the, the. I mean, both of them are free services, but with a premium um, premium option. And if you want to do take the premium option, then you enter uh, Joomla Beat. As the as the what's the thing like that call it discount code yeah coupon code and and you get twenty five percent off for the next two months
0: twenty five percent that's pretty generous thank you so much for that Soren and and if anyone is using the free versions of Component Creator or Nano Translate make sure you give Soren a big shout out too and say thank you uh, so that he knows that you're using it and that you came from the Joomla Beat podcast as well.
2: Yeah, that
0: would be great. So awesome, Soren! It's it's amazing to actually get you on the podcast. I've met you a couple of times now. When did I see you last?
2: Well, uh, I'm I'm the guy who always signs up for you for your yoga sessions. And never <laughs> that's <shows up>. right. <laughs> it was
0: on the beach in Cancun.
2: Yeah, and 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 uh, not not this year, but last year at Jane Beyond as
0: well. Ah, yes, that's right. Well, it's, it's finally good to actually have you on the podcast. You're a big contributor to the community, so it's, it's, it's always good to highlight those people that give so much back and have gotten so much from Joomla itself.
2: There's, there are people devoting much, 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 much more time than me. So I, I, I <laughs> say I'm a huge contributor, but I do try to help out. But I'm, I am really totally in awe at some of the people and how much time they spend in, in volunteering their time to Joomla.
0: I'm slowly making my way through everyone. Thanks so much for joining me, Soren. It's been a pleasure having you.
2: It uh, has. Have a great day, and uh, I hope I'll see you in India.
0: Uh, I hope so too. I don't know if I'm quite going yet, but um, fingers crossed.
1: Joomla experts, high-end users, creators, and, well, really, anyone
0: you should be listening to.
1: This is Joomla Beach Podcast with your host, Peter Buey. Peter Buey.
0: So, thank you again so much, Soren, for joining me on the podcast there and doing that interview. What did you think, Martina?
1: Well, I actually thought uh, Soren's story was really cool.
0: Yeah, I know. It's uh, pretty interesting how he started off in in Denmark and traveled a little bit and started his career so early, mm. found Joomla and then ended up in Spain. Ended up in
1: Spain. How nice is that?
0: I know. You love Spain, don't you? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Gorgeous place. Anyway. I would live there. Yep. Maybe you should. <laughs> We should do that.
0: Why not? We should travel
1: travel around doing this podcast and end up in Spain.
0: Yeah, who knows where we're going to end up?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought his uh, components were really interesting, and I might actually try out that um, interpreter one.
0: The translation.
1: Yeah, the translation mm. for one of my websites.
0: Yep, definitely. Sounds awesome. Everyone should try it out and make sure you take take use of that coupon code as well, Joomla Beat, for that percentage off your next sign up.
1: So I think that's it for this podcast, Peter. That's it. That's it. It's all over.
0: Short and sweet.
1: <laughs> so, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating for us on iTunes or on Spreaker.
0: That's right. Just search for Joomla Beat in the iTunes store or on Spreaker. And you should be able to find us and leave a five-star rating and review. Easy. Helps other people find the podcast. Helps with the discoverability of it. Uh, and, you know, it just promotes it a little bit. So anything... Anything really helps.
1: And thanks for all those people that leave comments as well. It makes us realise that people are listening and they're engaging. Yeah. And uh, we love to hear from you.
0: Yes, we have to collate all those comments and do a big shout out. Maybe we should do that for the 100th episode.
1: That sounds awesome.
0: Yep. that's just up. around the corner. Okay. Until next time, everyone, please keep your website safe and secure and make sure you keep them backed up. Bye. 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 <laughs>
1: You have been, been listening to the Joomla Beat podcast. Bringing together the community of designers, developers, fans and users from around the globe. Around the globe.
0: Joomla Beat.
1: Joomla, Beat. Joomla Beat. At.